motherfucker, you have a responsibility to speak recklessly. People. Otherwise, my kids may never know what reckless talk People. sounds like. The joys of being wrong. I didn't come here to be right. Just give me the fuck around. People like games. That's fucking outstanding. What's up, what's up? And welcome to episode 81, aka the E3 episode of People Like Games. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And it's a squad in the building. And you are tuned in, as per usual, to the best damn podcast in the gaming industry. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Pew, pew, let's go. Bring it back. Let's go, baby. <clears throat> it feels okay. like it's been forever. But as per usual, it's only been six days. Uh, and so mm-hmm. yeah. we are here to bring a super new type of episode aka not really but it's gonna be a great episode it'll be very different yes it is i'm gonna let we will talk about that but i'm going to jump in with as you know it's a plug walk and beginning with our event this friday a very miyazaki film night too tickets are on eventbrite We'll have tickets at the door as well. Come through, watch My Neighbor Totoro, drink some wine, eat a little food, meet some people. Not much more to add to that other than 7 p.m. at Industry Makers. Also, June 21st, people like Trivia. And June 30th, Summer Smash. That's a 24-person tournament. Anyway, that's all for events. Let's go, baby. Sorry. We have because I'm excited. A lot more to announce uh, on the event end coming for July, August, uh, and the fall uh, semester. Hint. And otherwise, you can find info on all of that not only on this show here, which is available on Usual Suspects, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, etc., but on Twitter. At people like games is the handle. At Lilo PLG, if you want to find Senor Lilo. At Beezus PLG, if you want to speak to Beezus. And you can find me at account that does not in that does not exist realistically. Anyway, uh, you can also find us Instagram at people like games, subreddit r backslash people like games, and our now live website which does not look like shit finally people like games.com which is connected to our shop which is live come get your merch we out here anyway enough of the plugs i'm gonna kick it over to lilo for a little bit of the talk baby table contents what can you expect this episode so normally in our podcasts if you are a frequent listener like many of you are you understand that we usually have four segments. We start out with a quick scope, or rather with the hotcakes in the lobby, give you one-liners in the industry, then a quick scope, then we got room rail, something or another, or and or the final lap at the end. Uh, we're going to change it up because this is one full year since our last and our first debut of E3 news that we wicked. gave you uh, in episode 39. I know, it's pretty wicked. So instead of doing all those different segments, actually what we're going to do is a retrospection. So we're going to talk about our 2018 E3 retrospective. All right, what do we mean by that? Well, we posed four questions, or rather, I posed four questions to Solo for myself and him to answer about E3 before it happened in 2018. We got our answers, and then we saw what happened, and we're going to laugh at what the fuck we predicted and how wrong we really were, really. And then um, I'm going to take those same questions and apply it to E3, post E3 2019, okay? After that, we're going to review what each of the main competitors in the gaming industry have done and debuted at E3. And then we're going to wrap it up with a little bit of those people who weren't at E3 and sort of what we expect for the industry in the future. But, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Let's just get into it. 2018 E3 retrospective. We don't really have a sound cue for this. so Yes, we do. You can just... Do you really not know? Because it is a big deal. <laughs> hey. 
Okay, there you go. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Okay, so um, Sol and I, we went back and listened to our old, old episodes. Episode 39 and 40 is where we cover E3 of 2018. It's way back in the day when I think about it. It's like a full fucking year ago. A full How far we've year. Come, um, How far we've so come. many so episodes. <laughs> uh, it's just so many episodes. And honestly, if you listen to that episode and then listen to this, I hope the progression is real. But if not, I... Sorry, <laughs> I guess I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, that kind of sucks. Oh, my God. Then you're just but, a um, hater. All right. Some of the funny things, some of the funny things that we saw for E3, um, rather, in that episode, was our talk about Fortnite, okay? We talked a shit ton about Fortnite in episode 39 and how Fortnite may be going cross-platform, may potentially be coming to the Switch. It's just so funny to me how, yeah, that shit happened. And Fortnite is everywhere. It is mm-hmm. the end-all, be-all. It is the god. <laughs> like the god of the gaming industry so that was just one year ago seriously we talked about fortnite's rise and now it's it has staying powers there uh we talked a little bit about xbox rather not xbox gamecube controllers specifically that were being licensed for the switch in lieu of smash coming out in november of 2018 and it's just so funny because yeah that shit came and gone like we got all these consoles that have all the new retro console uh, controllers coming back, and Switch is just another one of them. Put it in the back pocket. So much has changed, but so much we take for granted. All Shout out groups, the Gray Wireless forever there and ever. That's right. Um, Gray Wireless. Um, hold on. I, I'm going to jump just, in and say at that time, Lilo did not have the ability to hear any of my sound cues. So for like yes. a good, like, probably like 20 30 episodes (laughs) we just like ran with it aimlessly until finally i don't even know it it was probably semi-recently we we managed it was recent it was like the past 20 episodes it was the past 20 episodes but that's if that's a long time that's like four months if you think about it though it makes listening to the episodes in retrospect that much funnier because i i'm making the noises as if i know what's going on because you cue me in like guess what it's and i'm like Lilo's game spotlight, but I, I can't hear it. Hey, so just, and now, not only can you hear it, listener, <laughs> but we can hear it. it as well. Actually, I'll be and honest, so I can't hear it in. when I play it uh, because I don't want to hear the playback. Uh, anyway. Um, well, fair enough. This is awkward. We got we got KH3 rumors that we talked about. We were so adamant that Kingdom Hearts is coming out in November of last year. So adamant. I had a feeling. And Solo went on to say... They we delayed were, it. They we delayed the it for November. Podcast. We they did, they did. And how we were just up to date. You can get all the best information here. And then Square Enix pulls the rug out from under us and is like, we're gonna delay it to January twenty fourth. Spoiler so alert. That was just we funny. did get the Gears of War five cover right. <laughs> That's you're you're right. That's true. And then uh I just think in general And Pokemon. There's a lot of iterative processes. Yeah, I guess Pokemon was another one, but we'll get into that in a little bit. So now that I've reminisced about our failures, mishaps, and funny things that happened in our old episodes, let's talk about the questions that we asked for E3 going into it, okay? The four questions that I asked Solo and I asked our team in general was, number one, what game per console are you excited for being Xbox, PS4, Switch, and PC, okay? Number two, what is the overall biggest reveal that you're expecting to see at E3? What is the biggest game, maybe, or biggest reveal, slash what is the biggest, most surprise factor, if you would? Uh, number three, what is the biggest likely disappointment you're expecting? And number four, what company has the most riding on E3? Or as Solo would put it, how afraid should Microsoft be of failure at E3? So let's get into these things. I'm just going to go through these answers that we had at the time, and then we can talk about them and how wrong or right we might have been. So number one, what game per console are you kind of excited for? For Solo should i should i I, i'll I'll jump in i'll jump in for me i'm I'm gonna say smash was numero uno because (laughs) it looked amazing and that panned out i had great disappointment okay about the pokemon rpg being revealed as pokemon go uh ev and pikachu which a while back in a rumor mill we had covered uh possible we we said they were coming out with two games yeah coming out with two games we just didn't know what was exactly and so we got two of the same game but technically two of the same games twice in different manners so regardless uh kingdom arts 3 ghost of tsushima which didn't end up even coming out and splinter cell which it's not even out on either it's crazy splinter cell which sort of exists but i guess they're just not ready to reveal it yet because halo had the spotlight which next up one is splinter cell expected halo uh 
you know, Pokemon, disappointing. And Xbox, uh, you know, they <laughs> very much uh, last year sort of began the moves that they sort of expressed this year. I'll get into a little bit about that. But, you know, I thought the Game Pass would have been a failure at its current model. Lilo uh, spoke uh, a little bit about how, you know, it's still profitable. And so that that made me hedge and qualify my bet. But there's more to discuss on that realm with how Microsoft did. But now, Lilo, what were your answers here? I got, uh, I was super excited for Mario Party. And I think that, held true i think that was the most exciting game that came out for me smash we knew it was coming out i knew i was going to get it but mario party as a team-based game i wanted i'll be honest i was a little let down in the sense that they changed the game mechanics and dumbed it down for kids not that kids aren't important kids are very important don't get me wrong but the game changed a lot and let's just go with that okay spider-man for sony is definitely my exciting game of the year i stand by that for sure I have played it. I am trying to 100% the game, so I'm about 50% of the way through. It's actually the one I'm currently playing right now. KH3 was what I was excited for Xbox. I mean, I know this is the pre-PS4 age, but at the same time, it's funny how we actually talked about how I didn't have a PS4, and you're like, Kingdom Hearts should be played on the PS4. Why don't you fucking play it on PS4? Go buy it and some shit. And uh, yeah, this guy was kind enough to provide me with one later in the year, which is pretty cool. So I ended up... I played Kingdom Hearts on Xbox, but I have played Sony and uh, rather I've played Spider-Man and many Sony games in general, God of War included and many others because of uh, this man solo. Appreciate that. That's pretty funny. And then the the final thing I want to poke fun at myself for is I was excited for PC and Anthem in general. I said Anthem I was excited for because I thought the game could be amazing and the graphics were unbelievable by where I believed in and I thought it was going to be a day one purchase. I actually didn't even buy the game. I didn't... <laughs> yeah, I did. And I didn't even play the game. The reviews were so bad and just the model they used and there's so many problems with the current game that like I just I couldn't do it after Destiny 2. And it's just so funny how your opinions change over time. Um, Halo, I also expected to be the biggest reveal and it was at the time. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, Destiny 2 was what I thought was going to be the biggest likely disappointment. I still am in agreement with that because Destiny 2, it's improving. It definitely got better, but at the same time, the expansions overall are a little bit of a letdown for me. And then company, Riding E3, like Solo Red told you, Microsoft, just, I was laughing at it because Microsoft could have knocked it out of the park and they definitely did the best of E3 2018. 2019, we were expecting big things, and that was, you know, men's events, which we'll get into in a second. But uh, I do think Game Pass was not a failure, and I currently have Game Pass Ultimate. So there's that fun fact because it was one dollar, everybody. If Therefore, its success is Pass, still pending, given that Lilo wants to sort of cancel at the moment. It is not a dollar, so you have work to do to convince shh, some of the consumers. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them. Hey. That. Come on, come on. All right. And now, <laughs> so that concludes our retrospective, I'd say. It's like people wanted awesome. to cancel HBO after fucking Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones ended? Yep. Same thing. Yep, and yep, now yep. on to, are we, are we, is a retrospective? Just do the final lap. It, it's essentially the final lap. Yeah. No, you're right. Oh, yes. I just love that but This is going to be a long conversation. This is. It. So excited. This is. This is. This is. And so... Where to even begin? I suppose because of the amount of shit that we have uh, to cover, it would be wise to potentially categorize. So bear with us. Mm -hmm. So we're going Mm -hmm. to do Nintendo, then Microsoft. Then we're going to break down the major publishers, Ubisoft, uh, Square Enix, and Bethesda. Uh, I'm I'm even when I I go there one day, I'm just gonna be like, so you guys are Bethesda, right? And they're gonna be like, I hate you, get out. My bad, Bethesda. Um, and then we'll cover uh all the reveals Sony did as well at E3 this year, which (laughs) not bad, not bad. However, beginning with Nintendo, we are going to I guess jump in just discuss a little bit about the games that were revealed. Uh, you know, Breath of the Wild, Banjo, you know, I'm going to go into that. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, 
They showed gameplay of Link's Awakening. Apparently, Witcher 3 is coming to the Switch, which I don't know why, because they can't handle that. Uh, no More Threes, uh, No More Heroes 3 was announced. Demon X Machina, Panzer Dragoon, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Cadence of Hyrule, and more. Oh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, which we're going to get into as yep, well. Yep, yep. So first and foremost, Lilo, which of those titles are you most excited for? Oof. This is a toss-up, I'll be honest, because it's most excited for and biggest surprise. It's like it's definitely both. I'd say Breath what of the was, Wild what, sequel. Which was your big, what was the biggest surprise from Nintendo do you and which game uh, that they announced are you most excited for? Okay, the biggest surprise by far to me personally was Breath of the Wild sequel. It wasn't on anyone's radar. No one expected them to do another, literally another game in the same vein of Breath of the Wild. They haven't really done that except for Ocarina of Time. And they're doing it. They, they debuted a trailer and it is in, it's exactly what you expect, but the storyline is better. I am so ready to reinvest myself in that world and that open world play. I know you have a different mindset because you didn't appreciate the game as much. And we just have different opinions, and that's, that's great. That's one way but of I putting it. I love that game. I think of it more <laughs> of me being right and you yeah. being a fanboy, but we can get to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. But the other game I'm definitely most excited for, I'd have to say The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Like, Zelda, for some reason, is taking the cake right now. That game looks so fucking awesome, man. It is uh, 2D. Well, it's not a 2D. It's, it's a 3D game that is now cell shaded in line or in lieu of game boy-esque mechanics and you're just playing a beautiful qualified game and it's just wonderful and i'm super excited to see what new mechanics they put into this type of game but the graphics itself make it wonderful it's it's if like you remade pokemon into an rpg and gave something a new flavor like it's amazing going from Which, those pixelated what do you know hey what's up yeah i mean like that would be the other thing but we've already known about that the gameplay reveal was very cool. Seeing how you're going to approach Sword and Shield was awesome. Not just that there would be Sword and Shield. So I'm most excited for Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Definitely super surprised by Breath of the Wild. And that's the one I'm going to also buy. But it's coming out probably 2021, I would say. Way down the line. What about yourself? What about yourself? I will say that... <clears throat> Of course, it would be hard to not say that the Breath of the Wild sequel is not the biggest surprise. I do think that it will be a bit of... I think they're just running back the same exact engine with a few extra pieces that could they could have thrown into a DLC and decided no, to I, release as a I sequel. Uh, and which, God bless. Not like it gets uh, any better on you know, If people love Breath of the Wild, you know, to each their mm-hmm. own. But the game was not very good. And that's... <laughs> Sorry, you know, there's, there's, you know, I know, and, and Link's Awakening looks cool too, but you know, for God's sake, just give me fucking Wind Waker remake on Switch, so I don't have to pirate my shit and then go buy another Switch. But regardless, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say my biggest disappointment before again the most excited is Witcher Three because I just don't see why you would put such a high, uh, high quality uh graphics taxing, game a, a, a on something like the switch and take away yeah. the experience offered uh but i would say probably no more heroes three which uh i wasn't as familiar with prior but it i love the uh the graphics that it shows which it's sort of uh a- anything that has a unique visual aesthetic and as long as it can add in a little bit of gameplay into it is going to have my attention you know i sort of like that uh that uh i don't, I don't believe it was for a switch though the uh tactics final fantasy tactics s game that's coming out with uh jim henson dark crystal dark Crystals. age of resistance oh, tactics yeah that's what uh, it is yeah that uh yeah that you want a title completely the threw me that's off. coming out but that looked cool uh I wish they would have given. Bro, it's it's Final Fantasy Tactics. I mean, but yeah, I want Final and, Fantasy and you Tactics. Wish they would have rebooted it. You know, I hear you, but it's it's the I same get it. mechanics. I just want so Final Fantasy like Tactics. And but Mario and the Rabbits. You know, like I'm most excited, I, I, and I would tie. I'm just gonna qualify that excitement for a game I actually am, you know, pretty definitive about, which is Pokemon Sword and Shield, because uh, that is sort oh, of what. Gee. Yeah, RPG, Pokemon RPG, and it RPG, looks cool. And finally, fucking got I it. hope I don't have to play. I, and I'm getting a bit more familiar with all the new gen Pokemon because of 
uh, Pokemon Go, but I would love to know the context of it all, and I wonder how it all ties in. And I hope I don't need the backstory for all this shit, so I don't have to play all these fucking Pokemon games to catch up. And now... That's fair. Yeah. That's a that's about what I got uh, for Nintendo. I guess you know it, it it'll say you know it's There's tough so to say biggest likely stuff. disappointment uh, for this for this batch. Um, I guess we'll just get over into excited and biggest surprise for now before we get into the negatives. We'll we'll answer those questions. I think at the end. Yeah. Let's do that at the end after we talk about all exactly. the games, and then we'll be like, all right, across the board, what do we think is the best, the worst, whatever. All right. All right. So. Can I take over Microsoft? Microsoft obviously had the biggest stage. They were the number one headliner. Nintendo did Nintendo Direct, so they just pre-recorded their shit, which actually was surprisingly great, as Solo just covered. Microsoft had the stage almost to themselves because Sony was not there, their main competitor. They debuted 60-plus games. It was a Spoiler fuck alert. ton of games, and I'm going to try to give you a, a quick rundown of all the different things they announced, but we'll get into detail. So, number one, first and foremost, that you probably already hear, heard about, Project Scarlet, Holidays 2020, confirmed. Halo Infinite is the launch title. Unbelievable. It's going to be SSD-focused, 120 frames per second, 8K graphics, 40 40 times more powerful than Xbox One. Real-time ray tracing, great. We kind of expected that. It's in lieu with what PS5, quote-unquote, is going to be. So we get that. Cyberpunk 2077 was was debuted again. Or not debuted. Was, um, you know, more stuff was revealed. Keanu Reeves on the stage. Hilarious. Wasn't expecting that. Double Fine Productions is now joining Xbox Studios, so they've claimed another person from the wild. Xbox One gets console streaming, which is remote play, and that is still, I mean, that's what you're allowed to do on other consoles, so it's interesting that they're doing that. Gears 5 is coming out. They got a new Elite Controller Series 2 coming out. Sega's Fantasy Star Online is coming out to Xbox as well. Tales of Arise is coming in 2020. Elden Ring, which is the collaboration between Hidetaka Miyazaki, which is the creator of Dark Souls, and George R. R. Martin, which we talked about before, is uh, official. So that's coming out. Battletoads was teased at E3 2018. Was teased at E3 2019. <laughs> uh, they did a full 4K view of the new flight simulator for Xbox. And I'll be honest, shit looks kind of amazing. Uh, like, I don't even understand. I don't know. This is how the Matrix starts is what I'm thinking. Um, DBZ Kakarot RPG. Really excited for what this means and not really sure what the fuck's going on. The Outer Worlds from Obsidian Games. They showcase some more gameplay. That's exciting. Bleeding Edge from Ninja Theory was showcased. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is coming out in February. That was exciting. Minecraft Dungeons is a new, I guess, sub-game within Minecraft itself. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which we knew about. Got some gameplay revealed. There's 20, 25 minutes of it. Wonderful. Blair Witch Project has a game. Surprise. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition coming to Xbox. Surprise. Forza Horizon 4. Lego Speed Champions. Surprise. Uh, and then to stick with the Lego theme, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is going to be nine fucking games in one. All nine damn episodes together in one game. So many more games. Honestly, that was less than half of them. But... Realistically, they're pushing everything at once, including their Game Pass. And they now have debuted Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, like I just talked about. $1, you get Xbox Game Pass on console, you get Xbox Live, and you also get Xbox Game Pass on PC, which I am currently beta testing right now because you can upgrade your PC and beta test. And I've been playing some games on PC because of it. So, whew, that was a mouthful. Microsoft had the most, so that's just a lot of shit. Solo, what were you most excited about from Microsoft itself? <clears throat> well, I will say continually, I think that Cyberpunk 2077 is is the game I look most forward to. Uh, I literally started playing Witcher 3 recently and am just, as a whole, a really big fan of CD Projekt Red. So it doesn't surprise me that <clears throat> Keanu Reeves uh, is attached to them because real recognize real. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I would say Keanu so that, real? that's what I'm talking about. That's the game I'm most excited about. Uh, I'm most surprised, I would say, by the fact that they're actually doing Sega Fantasy Star Online 2. I think, you know, games like that can be sort of hyped into oblivion, but or sort of the opposite in this case, which is sort of 
Yeah, it might be a really, really good game. Nostalgia I factor think. is real. You know, I, I think the demand is. It's been around for a while. Yeah, but yeah, it's coming out. I mean, finally. Uh, so I, I would say that's yeah. the biggest surprise that they uh, are actually going to commit to something like that. Fallen Order looked dope, and Kakarot looked super dope. But I'm committed to Cyberpunk. Hey. What do you think? And obviously the Scarlet, we've covered, uh, you know, everything about it before. Their, you know, sort of strategy at this point uh, isn't particularly surprising uh, Surprising. to release all these games. It's sort of like a a compilation of all of the studios that they ended up acquiring around the time of E3 last year. And it's a good it's a good catalog. But was there obviously Halo? Infinite, which um, we're just going to put it in its own class because say, oh, Halo is the game most excited for. It's like, all right, what else? You know, and so. Yeah, exactly. Halo aside. Everyone knows that you're going to be excited. Exactly. Halo aside, to tie it in with the Scarlet is perfect. I'm curious if it's going to be probably a $600 bundle, uh, if not more. $6,650 is what I think. I can't imagine it being less. I like this. I like this. I, I hear you. I think, I actually think it'll probably be $500. 500 total for the whole thing. They still have it at 500 for the Xbox One X. No, no, the Xbox One is 350 right now. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. But what what are you most excited about? And what was your biggest surprise? Uh, Most excited for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's coming out November 15th. Definitely getting hyped because the gameplay looked unreal. They've definitely taken a page. Apparently, this game in the Star Wars lore is going to be canon. I am a super Star Wars fan. I thought Last Jedi, don't get me started. It was fucking terrible. It could have ruined best everything. Best Star Wars but it also movie ever created. Movie. He took yeah, a yeah, risk it was, it was and brought Star Wars, Wars to its roots. Oh, my God. Also, That's I just bad. want to pause really quickly. I see your legs come in. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to pause really quickly and... Uh, Type in uh, that. Awesome aside from this, I'm really excited for about Nintendo too. But now back to our regular scheduled programming. Right? <laughs> I hate you. Okay. Um, I would say Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order debuted a lot of force moves that you saw in J.J. Abrams' one, where Kylo Ren, if you were familiar with it, spoiler alert, he stops a fucking blaster bolt in midair. And then lets it go with the force. You can do that in the game. Like that to me sells the game. I'm gonna play it. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Biggest surprise: DBZ Kakarot. Uh, to me, like every other game could have been a surprise. Great. Like I don't really care. Gears Five, you knew it was coming out. Cyberpunk, we already heard about. Outer Worlds, we also heard about. Or in the Wisp, Minecraft, whatever. DBZ Kakarot is an RPG. They only showed the fighting mechanics of this RPG, which made it seem like every other fucking DBZ game that came out recently, Tenkaichi, Budokai, Budokai 1, Budokai 2, Budokai 3, whatever. The fighting mechanics are great. It's the same way they play Naruto games, Naruto Shippuden, all them. But I don't know, man. Apparently this is an RPG. I hope it's open world. I hope you get to figure out what's going on. One of the things that is real on the internet that I saw from the debut of this is like, DBZ fatigue is real. People don't care about... Dragon Ball as much don't care about Goku's origin story because they know he fucking had to fight Frieza and went Super Saiyan 1 for the first time but like I don't know RPG in to me opens up the doors to so many other game mechanics that we've never seen in DBZ game which I would really really like so that was my most surprising thing biggest disappointment that is probably going to happen we're probably gonna like probably gonna be a little disappointed about Scarlet in general. I'm just saying, like, it's getting hyped. Mm. We understand that it's coming out in the future. I am like surprised that like they didn't debut or say that there's gonna be any new features other than what PS5 has already debuted. PS5 essentially undercut them, and it took the wind out of the sails for them. Being like, hey, you can have up to 10K and, and you can be faster loading time, so all that shit. I don't know. I just want to like, jump in be here because coming. when we spoke about the fact that one of the, uh, I believe it was the president, had given that uh, interview where he gave the specs sort of casually. And I was like, what is yeah. the angle of giving out this information? It is exactly just what we're talking out. about, yeah. which is just the undercut. Undercut Microsoft, baby. <laughs> and it, 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 unless <laughs> they showed exciting. the console at E3, they had nothing. Exactly. 
And that's what PS5, that's what I'm going to get into about where Sony might have sort of won uh, E3 to a degree. By not showing up. Thoroughly without being around. And not one, uh, but one for itself uh, and made, uh, validated its decision. One is not relative to the entirety of Ether's quote. But regardless, I'll say biggest disappointment is likely going to be for me. Eh, I don't know. I'm open. I think Elden Ring, probably because people are going to expect one thing and get something different and then be disappointed because they're two different fan bases that are being combined. Or I could be wrong and everyone enjoys it. Who knows? We shall find out next year. Or Mm -hmm. on the next episode of That was a weird Dragon Ball Z. Or or, (laughs) I had to get the dramatic episode of Dragon Ball Z in. Uh, All right. Now do these as one big group. Just yeah, go through the group. Of course. Because I don't Ubisoft, think there's any... Ubisoft, Square no Enix, like... Bethesda in the building. Uh, there is a whole bunch of games. So I'll cover uh, Ubisoft and uh, Square Enix. And I'm going to pass Bethesda over to Lilo because he might have a relation to that uh, place. But uh, Watch Dog Legions is coming out. I played the first two. Not terrible. Roller Champions, uh, a new franchise, which is roller derby based. I get it, but just make Skate 4. Gods and Monsters, which doesn't look terrible because uh, that sort of uh, Greek god saves Olympus from monsters-esque story is always interesting, and especially with those Breath of the Wild-esque graphics. Uh, We'll see gameplay, though, uh, before we say anything. Division 2 DLC, Rainbow Six, uh, Quarantine, Upplay Game uh, and Game Subscription Service, which obviously everyone's getting into being the Netflix of games. And Elite Squad, which is a sort of Ghost Recon spinoff, but apparently still no Splinter Cell. Then over to Square Enix, Marvel's Avengers, which they for sure made uh, a decision not to use the likenesses of the film actors. Uh, And that sort of was confusing to some people and threw them off initially. Uh, But it did. But it's because they're taking the storyline in a different direction. So they are completely I, separate. I want, I want to see a gameplay trailer. And as it stands, if Ultimate Alliance is it online, it. it's better. Ooh, ooh. I don't know, man. The know. gameplay, quote unquote, the, 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 the trailer they showed, uh, we'll get into it. I'll, I'll we'll get into it. I got to add my fucking comments to all this shit if i'm reading it uh final (laughs) (laughs) i can't not i can't help it i can't just read it um final fantasy 7 is uh being remade fucking apparently uh i did not know that that's a surprise they haven't teased that for 15 years march 3rd 2020 is the release date outriders uh which actually looks really cool uh is coming out check out the gameplay and the trailer it's hard to describe and Final Fantasy VIII is actually being remastered as well, which is arguably Woo-woo! the second best game in the series next to Final Fantasy IX. And Final Fantasy XIV, Shadowbringer, which, I don't know, just make fucking tactics. Anyway. Oh, it's online play. All right, Bethesda. So Bethesda debuted their fucking, <laughs> their fucking thing with... Uh, you almost said Bethesda. They're getting into streaming. It's called The Orion. It's the Orion service. It's a new technology to improve cloud streaming. We'll work with every game engine. We're going to cover this later. Okay. Uh, Doom Eternal is coming out November 22nd. Wolfenstein, Young Blood also coming out. Elder Scrolls Blades, which is on your phone, is coming out for the Switch. It's going to have cross-play and cross-progression. Fallout 76 has a quote-unquote big update that has human NPCs and a battle royale mode. What's up? Joining the hype. Ghostwire Tokyo, which is developed by Resident Evil creator Shinji Mikami, was debuted, and there was some uh, a fun teaser, rather. So that was pretty cool. Commander Keen is a new mobile game that Bethesda is developing, and Rage 2 is getting an expansion with with mechs. Not mechanics, with mechs in general. Yeah. So Titanfall. You're expecting There's Titanfall There's not mech games out nowadays. I'm thinking the same thing. Gundam I Revival! I kind of excited for that. It's, seriously, Gundam is so much fun. But... All right, with these three studios, what was your most excited 
game? What, what is the game you're most excited for? Jesus, <laughs> My most excited game. Uh, hmm, hmm. Curious, curious. Right? Uh, How excited can the game get? I would have to say that nothing in particular really popped out to me uh, from those companies. I, I really wish they had announced Splinter Cell. That was the sort of major project that could have really drawn my attention from there. I think, <clears throat> you know, there's okay. Marvel. What do you think is going to do the best then? What do you think I think Marvel's Avengers because like that game been in development for so long and it might explain why Square Enix has just been putting out shit all quality since then uh, for the past couple of years. If they might have just had a core team focused on making this game good. Uh, and, you know, we had spoken about how Marvel wanted to break into gaming, especially following its film run. And here's a perfect example mm -hmm. of it. So. Uh, if it follows the track record of the movies, I'm sure it'll be wonderful. So, I mean, I expect that to do the best. Um, what do you think? Okay. Okay. I Okay. So, my favorite game that I'm the most excited about, for sure, is going to be the Marvel's Avengers game. So, you touched on that. I'm not surprised by that. We knew that it was... Rather, it was rumored. We heard this a couple weeks ago. We covered this in Rumor Mill. The trailer they showed was looking over the shoulder of each Avenger. So that was very, very exciting to me. And <clears throat> it looked like it was locked to the character as if that was how you're going to play the game. So the mechanics look great from that perspective. I think this is an awesome idea and a great service moving forward because it's a, it's sort of, um, what is it? It's a live service, meaning it's going to be online like Destiny 2 and it's going to be online kind of the same way you're expecting. Oh my God. Excuse me, my back just died. The same way all these other online shooters should be Anthem, Destiny, etc., etc., whatever the case is. So I'm excited for Marvel Avengers. Biggest surprise, Roller Champions, baby, by Ubisoft. I am honestly surprisingly excited for this game. And it's the roller derby game because any competitive sports game I'm probably going to be a fan of. I actually just downloaded NHL 19 free on games with gold. What's up? Plug, plug, plug. So if you have games with gold on Xbox or Xbox Live. Oh, shit. I'm going to go should, download uh, that download right now. That game. I'm not even kidding. NHL 19, it's uh, free 99. It, it's so much fun. It, all right, it really yeah, is. I love hockey but games. Hockey World Champions, it is essentially, it's going to be the new Rocket League that you play with people. And as long as the mechanics are sound, people are going to have a lot of fun. If you don't know what roller derbies are or how you actually score points and like, participate and compete in roller derbies you gotta go on the internet i can't really explain uh, it here but you got laps gonna... you got a ball you got a ring you gotta score points that's it um what bring was back your jet, biggest bring disappointment back jet set radio future see jet set yeah that's it, almost in the same vein i would argue like throw back if you vein. know so that's pretty you know and if you don't if you know you know now you do i am going to jump in here with my <laughs> biggest surprise and say that was probably uh, Bethesda's streaming uh, service or technology, rather, with Orion. I think it is a very curious move. Orion, Orion, not Orion. <clears throat> Jesus or Christ. Orion, Come Orion. On, same thing. Or uh, it's tomato, <laughs> potato. I love it. And it works in the sense that, uh, or it's curious in the sense that it mirrors uh, something that Epic Games, I would have imagined, would have done. And it's moving into the more... Uh, gaming software technology and away from necessarily just game development in and of itself. And so a lot of these publishers end up having to license uh, the technologies and abusing in their games. So that's royalty fees. And so uh, technology like this that maybe isn't focused on gaming, but is sort of partnered with streaming. I thought it was a great move. I think uh, I'm very curious to see how it develops and its applications uh, moving forward. And I think it's going to do their company uh, very well and i think in a couple of years that it takes off and they get a few more acquisitions they may be in a a pretty good position may not be the epic games uh, you know stature but they will they're making moves to start moving themselves out of just being a game publisher with something like this in my opinion this is interesting this is not the take i thought you would take and this is why we record because it's hilarious i actually Surprisingly, I'm taking the opposite stance and am waiting to uh, we'll remark on this when we reflect on the whole e E3 as a whole. But it, anyway, go on, go on. What was your biggest uh, disappointment of the three of them then? Um, Probably just 
Square Enix, maybe. Actually, no, Ubisoft. Just give us fucking Splinter Cell. We get that you accidentally spilled the beans, but just give me fucking Splinter Cell. <laughs> I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> that that tweet that tweet is real. Oh my god. Okay. Well, everything else is expected, it, it and kinda... nothing else is a surprise. That's true. Well, Gods and Monsters was technically new, but it looks. I didn't cool. see enough of know. it to we'll, we'll see really it comment on it. I was going to say we need it. We do need to see sort of everyone's uh, reactions to the gameplay, but. Okay, those four questions that we posed that we answered for each individual main, you know, producer of video games here, each main studio. What um, what would you say is your most excited? Okay, Jesus, why can I English right now? What game are you most excited for across the platform, across all platforms, rather? Uh, across all platforms. Well, I do want to comment on Sony, but I'm gonna get Sony at the tail tail end and just give like a quick two yeah, minute exactly. capper on it. Um, That'd be end end. Of all of the games, it would be hard not to say Halo Infinite, uh, just because okay. it's Halo, and I'm I fucking love Halo. Uh, and number two, I hear you. Okay, I would say Pokemon Sword Shield. I'm just so curious what that sort of uh feel RPGs would be like. of a of an rpg yeah. and if they can do it off right and they could sort of cre- you know they could build on it if they do it right this time so i'm just curious to see how they be- how they made it what about you okay biggest likely disappointment across the board uh biggest likely disappointment i will have to say that's a good one that's a good one based on this bat uh you know it's tough. It's tough. I, I'd say the the game with the the most potential for disappointment is probably like Battle Toads, <clears throat> just because like <laughs> I know it's random, but like you know, Fallen Order looks really good already. You know, I it, it would be hard to say that they would screw that one up too badly, and not there's no like okay. no really new games introduced that I can really like sort of see of that nature and be like, oh everyone's really excited and this could be i think breath of the wild sequel is likely to be the biggest disappointment of the year fuck it call I it i hate you boom i hate you right boom, now boom boom right. boom put it on fucking podcast it is breath it of is. the wild 2 biggest right. disappointment of the year your turn jesus christ you're the worst okay uh biggest game across all platforms that i'm probably excited for right now I would have to agree Halo Infinite launch title. We know that we're both buying the console day one. We know we're both buying Halo. Or Xbox is sending it to us. Shout out Microsoft. Sponsor us. What up? That's true. That's true. That's true. All right. uh, Biggest surprise was Breath of the Wild sequel for me. I did not expect that. It came out of left field. And I love the game. So fuck you. And that's all I need to say. Biggest disappointment. You're my biggest disappointment. (laughs) That's what my mom always tells me. Thank you very much. Shout out moms in this episode. I would say... I would say it's not a game in general. It is the streaming services. One thing we didn't touch on, which we probably should have, was Google Stadia. They started the whole thing off, E3, just by doing the reveal. $129 for the console itself. Then you have to pay $999 for the subscription service plus price per games and each game may have its own subscription service. So it's money on top of money on top of money. We're going to cover all this stuff in, in, in proper detail. that saying that they detail. have the Orion streaming service. In the following week. We just wanted okay. to sort of talk about what... Right. You're right. Yeah, you know, yeah I agree. The, the, it's proper the, detail. The specifics However, and concretes of that... Disappointment. That's going to be a something or another. You're goddamn sure. Or a final app. We're just going to break okay. all the shit down with That's another 30-minute chat. But I would say that... The idea behind streaming services makes me disappointed in the gaming industry because as a gamer, I can't afford to spend $150, $200 a month on each individual streaming service. You see what I'm saying? Like Xbox Game Pass is going to be $15.99 a month. Then you got Google Stadia, $9.99 a month. If I want to play Ubisoft games or Bethesda games, I need to do... Ubisoft is coming out with Uplay and the game subscription service for $14.99 a month. Then you got Bethesda coming out with Orion, which is going to have its own subscription service for $9.99 a month. That's up to $70, $80 right there a month just to play all my favorite studios. And like, yes, I understand I get access to all of your different... Like, 
that's that's my point exactly they, you, you know what it is like, hold on oh, i'm, I'm gonna sad. jump in and say it's it's a supermarket concept it's it, it, it's very much consumer gluttony that sort of drives that which is like i want access to all of these fucking games and you're gonna play like three of them maybe and you're gonna pay a lot of money Seriously, for that that's and it? over time unless you're playing enough video games to justify the expense over a year what can you really do but you know, we're we'll we'll get I into. Can't, I can't all justify of that. the price over the year. Yeah, because that yeah, is so. that is what gaming's turning into, which is going to be a bunch of fifteen dollars services to be able to overlap the games you want to be able to play. Uh, and it's, just, it's very frustrating. Physical to it, and now Sony, <clears throat> which funny enough, uh, now we're going to talk about tactics and strategies. Uh, to me, really pulled off one of the most, uh, yeah, validated its strategy of not presenting anything at e3 in my opinion because what i'd spoken about last week was that i felt like it might be a punt year for all of the uh uh, companies and the game publishers and because it didn't make sense to reveal anything too major especially when you have you know all of these new consoles coming out next year so at next year's e3 I'm pretty much expecting to see like, you know, new the new switches. I expect to see the new Xbox. I expect to see the new PS3. Next year's E3 is the big, big one. These were all like, hey, it's it's gonna be fucking bumping. Bonkers next year. It's it's huge next year. But this year, it, it's exactly what I thought it would be, which is like, uh, we got like a year until you know, this new stuff comes out, and we don't want to reveal too much about this new stuff just yet. Therefore, Here's just a bunch of shit we're working on, and here's a little bit of Halo, but that's probably just the first scene that you get when you play the game. And, you know, that I get all of that, uh, and so what did you have to gain from being part of that? And so Sony, instead, you know, was like, all right, we're just going to hang back, and they, like you said, released that information prior, you know, weeks, weeks, and weeks prior uh, about the technology that the PS5 would have with nothing really else involved. And so the technological spec reveal of the Scarlet wasn't anything mind-boggling because they're like, oh, word, I heard that from Sony and PlayStation, but what else are you going to do? That's what you're, That went to your mind first, and it's not anything against what Microsoft could have done, but that's just a sort of lethal strategy to get and associate people with your concept first prior to someone else releasing theirs. They knew so they knew Microsoft was gonna like release that shit. So they're like, all right, cool. We're doing that too. Uh, we'll show it yeah. to you later though. You don't need to see it right now. And now everyone's like, when Sony shows, it's gonna be like, I wonder what Sony has. We already know what Microsoft has. We already know what Nintendo has coming up. Who's a wild card in all the deck now? It's Sony. They've yeah, had the most interest. It's Sony for sure. So, yeah. you know, it's cur- it went from us sort of criticizing them for not being sort of part of cloud and not sort of having a a, a detailed or a, at least a vision of the future to now being like, well, now we see what everyone else has and no one's blown out of the water yet. Well, maybe Sony has something that everyone's like, oh shit, how'd you come up with that? Or that's a great idea. So I'm after E3, after seeing everything, I'm most curious about what Sony has next. It's very interesting. I hear you. I mean, that does make sense. Yeah. I would say I have a few remarks. One being, I wonder how early Microsoft. Well, I was just going to say, I wonder how early Microsoft propositioned all those individuals and all those individual companies for the rights to debut those 60 plus games. Because if they did it earlier than Sony, I can understand how Sony tried to approach these studios and were like, yo, we have all these games that are going to be cross console, right? You have so many games that are debuting across Xbox, PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. We want to show that footage first. The but world is changing, right? It, it, it's going into a cross console, and so I'm wondering if Microsoft just had a bigger bank in that. But see, sense. right, that's right, right there, aspect, right? Okay? You know, and 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 that's what that's a very interesting backwards thing to me, which is like, all right, yeah, I saw that Sony, uh, or I saw that Microsoft showed it, but like, if I have a Sony, if I have a PlayStation Four, and I saw the Cyberpunk reveal, you know, my first question: it's on PS4, right? Cool. You know, it, the, no, that's the, what I'm the preferences like, make I no difference. If, they just wasted their money more or less to show a lot of these videos that weren't exclusives. You're right. You're right. And yeah. that's, that's where I'm, I'm curious about the approach here, because a lot of the things that they said world premiere on, if you watch the actual show, it's like world premiere, world premiere, world premiere. 
but they're going to be across multiple consoles. So that's yeah. interesting to me. I would argue also, in hindsight, it seems like Sony did the right thing, but we were saying, hey, Microsoft could knock it out of the park. Microsoft definitely generated a buzz, and they had deals revealed for their consoles that allowed them to gain more individuals. Like, I, I paid for the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, or whatever the fuck it's called, for $1 because it was part of E3, and that's cool to me. Plus, now knowing the hard facts about xbox means i'm more invested in their future and them debuting scarlet to 2020 to me means oh my god like i know what i'm going to be doing for the next year and a half sony by not being there by not releasing any of that news you really don't know if it's releasing next year i don't think it will be at e3 sure they're going to talk about ps5 but i think it's coming out in 2021 and that's something we've talked about already before too there's give and take microsoft to me is more relevant because Sony has been so quiet, but they definitely did take the win out of the sales for some of the news early. Overall, E3 in general was Microsoft's to take, and I think uh, Nintendo took it. I think Nintendo Direct kind of took it because the games they revealed and the fun stuff they had going on, just Link's Awakening, Breath of the Wild sequel, Luigi's Mansion, Banjo-Kazooie, all these different things. I think Nintendo did a better job. Sorry, sorry, Xbox. I know we were just talking about you. Sorry, Sony. We're not really talking about you. But uh, overall, E3, exciting, fun. It's Christmas for a gamer. We talked at length about so many different things, and we just had so much fun. Like, Oh, and we was going to be there just... tomorrow. Hey! Oh, there you go. There you go. You're going to have more first-person insight. That's also probably why I'm so invested. Stay but up on the tomorrow, Instagram so. to get videos and footage from Wewo while he's over there. So at people like games about. is the Instagram. At PLG. Be aware of what we're doing. Um either way. It's a movement. Yeah, I guess that's all we got. Respect my conglomerate. We've, uh, we've talked <laughs> about a, a whole bunch of shit. I hope you uh could keep up with everything that we're rambling about. Sol and I are obviously extremely excited about the future, the future of gaming. You have so many fun, new, different games that are coming out on all these different consoles and all these different publishers are just pushing everything out to make us happy. Hopefully the games and services are not overtaking everything. Hopefully subscription services don't ruin the experience, but things change. That's the nature of life. And uh, be on the lookout. Be sure to listen to this podcast in the future so that you can get the updates on what is actually happening because... We're the best damn podcast in the gaming industry. Hey, and not to mention, trademark, Friday, trademark, trademark. June 14th, 7 p.m. at Industry Makers. A very Miyazaki film night, too. Tickets, five bucks. June 21st, people like trivia. Tickets, five bucks. June 30th, Summer Smash. Tickets, five bucks. And people like games. <laughs> the shop, the merch is live. We out here. Hell fucking yeah alright and uh, honestly that's a great way to end this so thank you for listening tune in next week for first person recount of uh, first person account not recount Jesus, of uh E3 and uh, uh, shout out 1A Trace okay. once again we love you because you're right we should have probably covered a little bit more E3 before this but shit happens tickets on sale peace